Hey, welcome back to Sermon Notes. I'm Amy Jo Girardier, and we have our uh, original team back, the OG. It's good to be here. Hey, Dave. Hey, AJ. Hey. My name's Garrett. I'm glad to be back. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. And we right. have David. You were David. missed last week. I missed you as well. Um, I'm sure in all the comments below <laughs> the podcast, there's most of it, most of the discussion was based around uh, you and prayers for you and where you were. And That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Right next to the subscribe it was, button. It was great debate and we- weeping and gnashing of teeth. I didn't know if I it could worked. go on. I'm here. I was like, I don't think I can go I've on. I've arrived. But then Daryl and Wade showed up matching and it just, it gave That did make my day, joy. honestly. Yeah. Twin day. So. It was twin day. Ted Lasso sweaters. Mm. Look good. It was so good. Well, Garrett, for those that don't know where you were, what has been? Where have I been? What's been going on? Just uh, give uh, us a... My Achilles was not attached, apparently, after a mm. basketball incident. Um, and then the doctor mm. reattached it. And amen. so, amen. That is a very long story, very short. You made it really So I, yes. I help uh, chaplain basketball over at the local high school here at Brentwood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Go coach, Bruins. Go Bruins. Uh, coach play ball at 530 in the morning, so we call it old man basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have I it. cut to the basket without anybody near me. and Non-contact injury. Completely non-contact. I kind of yelled at Rug, one of the other coaches, uh, why'd you step on my ankle? What are you doing? <laughs> and he's over there on the other side of the three-point line, and he's just like, nobody's near you. And I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> Like writhing, and uh, the great thing about helping out with the team, one of the many great things is the team doctor and I have become really close. So I texted Scott at like 5.45 in the morning, and I said, hey, are you in the office today? He's like, yeah. And uh, he goes, do you need me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he said, come on up. And so uh, MRI'd it and got it fixed last week. And uh, yeah, first day kind of back in the office today. So here we are. And uh, it's attached, and uh, in, in my head, it's kind of a rubber band situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those, you know the guns that you pull the rubber bands yep. back on. Is yep. that pretty much what they just had? It's to pretty do? much what with it. With, without, I feel like, like I could be a surgeon. You grossing out the audience because I don't know who's queasy and who's not. It's funny when you have this kind of injury. People are like, "What happened? Tell me all about it." Some people are like, "I'm all in. Give me everything." So, long story short, is the Achilles tendon is right here. And uh, it's the strongest tendon in the human body. Didn't know. And, um, and mine apparently went up to, like, mid-calf. And so the surgery is much more advanced in the last, I guess, 5, 10 years. And they just they kind of open it up, and they go get it, and they bring it back down, and they reattach it to the top of your heel. And uh, Well, wait a second. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. And I'm sure they can cut all this. Yep. It, so when it when it snapped, it went up it like a roll up. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like a, it's like so it's in a, my head, it's just like flopping around. No, down it's the like a it's like a like a fruit roll up, right? It's like a one of those Give old blinds. You pull down and release it, and it goes and it goes up. And okay. so I've heard horror stories of like it going up really high. Mine was like not crazy high. Um, you could almost see a soft spot. You could almost see ah. where it was where it was at. And uh, so they got it an hour and a half, put it back together, and and uh, the the like. Here's the funny thing. I'm not an elite athlete, obviously. We know this. Um, you're not going to so get any arguments that that from us. Shut it. Uh, so what I learned was I started Googling the Kevin Durant's, the Kobe Bryant's, the major Achilles injuries of like the last 10, 15 years and how many of those folks get back quick. Of all NFL players I looked at, there was like one study, 28% got back to the field. But uh, Kobe was the fastest back to the court, but he had tendons from his toe put into his Achilles and then had <laughs> well, all these sure. crazy treatments. And so he was back pretty quick, but... Durant, Clay Thompson. Um, I put my name in that that same pool. Do of you athletes. think they had the same 
Pride scooter? Did they? Did, was Clay Thompson going around San Francisco on a jazzy? He he might be. Oakland. The, the scooter. For all those who think I stole an older person's scooter as You're I'm right. running around the church, you might or might not be correct. <laughs> um, so apparently there are four or five scooters downstairs in the church lobby, and uh, I saw one, and honestly, the crutches were starting to get old. Long story mm. short, grab the scooter, and we're off and rolling. No, no pun intended. amazing. Riding dirty. Oh, mm. my goodness. Mm. Yep. That was just curious. I don't know why. I was just thinking of the game Operation. Have you ever played that? I was trying to see if Achilles is in that. Do you know? I have, have you no played idea. that recently? I have no idea. You've never played up. Operation? No, no, I have. Okay. I don't know if, if that actual term is listed at the bottom next to the ankle. Mm. I just wonder if you ever played in the future with your kids. Like, will you have PTSD when you have to go in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a question. As of right now, yes, probably. But yeah. hopefully not in six months. Hopefully back to it and rocking and rolling. Be good. I'm praying a lot these mm, days. Good oh, tie well, in. Wow. How do you like that? Gosh, Segway. How do you love it? You're a pro athlete so I listen, in that. I right listened there. to your sermon yesterday because it's required, and it was really good. It was <laughs> really good. Um, I didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't feel great about it. Oh man, it was really good. And that's not me fishing for compliments. Like you can't. That's fishing. You're you fishing. can't it's just okay. hit bangers okay. every single week. Yes. Um, Garrett does. The goal uh, that's, is, that's fair. That's hey, fair. Singles, doubles, is, you're, you're moving runs Solid. around. You're getting Everybody's runs on the board. Good. But uh, we could segue to there. Yeah. Talked about prayer yesterday. Yep. Love it. Could listen to it all day. Um, and really, I think desperation drives prayer. So, yeah, it's been a little desperate around the mm-hmm. Gregory household. Mm-hmm. We had our fourth kid, and then three days later, also that. the Achilles is gone. And so it's like a lot of prayer for Chelsea and G mm-hmm. these days, but, which is fine. It's good. Math says there's still one more intact Achilles in the Gregory family than there was three days prior to the birth of your fourth child, right? That, well, yeah. Like that you added like two Achilles and you lost right one. So you're still. Do we carry, carry the one? I don't know. I lost it. Like you're still check. net plus that's one Achilles in the family. I feel like that's a solid. Yeah, we're back to normal. I mean, it's reattached. We're good now. It's good. It's good. Apparently stronger than ever now. Beautiful. We'll see what happens. But prayer. Prayer. We love it. it there's there's a lot going on with prayer in our in our country right now. I just have you guys been following? I don't know what your thoughts are on the revival that oh Asbury. the Asbury situation. Asbury. I have read headlines. Okay. And so I, I so basically no. I, I have no opinion. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I know I just, it's there and it's yeah. a thing, and I keep meaning to go back and read about it. Yeah. But I haven't. But I don't really have a, a lot of details. Well, this is unscripted, but I just thought it was interesting. Did you guys watch? There was a game yesterday. Did you watch it? Super, a game. Super. Super Bowl. I did. Did you see that? I, I just thought it was interesting. Just throwing this out there. As we're talking about prayer, you know, it was the first time I think that there had been ads for Jesus, right? Oh, uh, the G- yeah. yeah, the yeah. Um, he, he, he gets, gets us. us. He gets mm-hmm. us. Like twenty million dollars right. was spent on those Ooh. ads, and it just makes me. I don't know. This is just my take. Just my opinion here. But the same week, there's revival that breaks out. And it just makes me laugh that I think Jesus is kind of like, I mean, you could go a couple different directions there. But I thought it was interesting that a lot of people are praying and and spending time. Like, he shows up the same week that a lot of people are spending a lot of money to rebrand him. You know? I just thought it was interesting. Do you feel like now I... Much like the Asbury revival, yes, I don't have yes. a lot of details right. about the commercials. Therefore, I can't really give uh, an articulate or in, 
informed opinion. Um, do you think it's a do you think it's a effort to rebrand Jesus? Is that what it looks like? I, I don't know that I've even paid attention to the commercials. I probably should. I felt like it was. Okay. I, there, were, I mean, there was one that was. I, I was like, I, I, that's interesting. The whole point is mm. he gets us, he understands us. Um, but I think it was probably conversations. I'm not saying it's it was horrible. I wasn't embarrassed. Yep. Um, but I I did think, do we need to? Do we need to do that? Like, is that was that the plan? Are we supposed to spend money to rebrand him, or could it be? Aren't we as PR? Aren't we supposed to be that? that? Yeah. Like, isn't it on us? Anyway, there's. I'm probably taking us a different direction, but I just was thinking about prayer and just what was going on, and I thought that's so Jesus that he's gonna we he we're saying he gets us, but we can't put him in a box. Like Mm, he's gonna show up the way that he wants to show up. Yeah. And so as I was listening to your sermon, I thought I was processing a lot more with the Holy Spirit about just prayer and how we try to say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray this way. Um, but ultimately, like he shows up the way that he wants to show up. Yeah, you know? the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so as it's just interesting, I think Garrett was starting us up with the very first question about the significance of the first thing the disciples did after um, after the Great com- Commission is is yeah, to pray. Why right. is that significant? Why do you think that's significant? Um, well, gosh, I mean, I think you could you could talk for hours about the significance of of that. But one thing we talked about in the sermon at Lachlan this week was that this was this was the first time in in three years that these women and men had been without kind of God incarnate walking mm-hmm. with them. Um, you know, there, there's, there's been this 40-day period post-resurrection, and Jesus had appeared several times, and they're becoming more and more familiar with the idea of a, of a resurrected Savior. And, and as we know from, from the beginning of, of Acts, of Acts 1, even in that moment, they're thinking, okay, we're ready for this resurrected Savior. He's here. Yeah. So, so now's the actual time. That, right, like, now's the time, yeah, right, Jesus? Right. And then kind of they get these, these marching orders, the, the Acts 1-8, and then he's gone, yeah. you know, like a cloud. And suddenly there's, there's got to be this realization of, okay, this is it. Hmm. Like he's gone for real this time. Yeah. He's been telling us this is going to happen. Now it's happening, and the very first thing they do, probably because they can't think of anything else, <laughs> because we as humans desperately yeah. try to think of everything else. Right. Um, but the very first thing they do is they go back to that place. They go back to that room um, where so much had happened over the previous six weeks, <laughs> and they gather and pray. And yeah. it's just this beautiful picture of our desperate need. Yeah. Um, to to be in the presence of our Savior, even moments after they were in the physical presence, still yeah. seeking the Gosh. seeking His presence in that room together. So good. Yeah, I, I think desperation drives prayer, right? It really does. When when I see college kids at Asbury, and I think the same kind of revival in some ways happened in the '90s, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit there, a lot of it there, and just watching, I've tried to research it looked at the guy who spoke, the, and he just had his notes ready to go, was posting about his notes, and kids are supposed to go to class as soon as chapel's over, and they just didn't. And I don't think they were being rebellious mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. It's just the spirit moved. Yeah. And to see all these college kids down front or whatever it looks like, just staying and continuing to stay in the presence of the Lord, um, I think 
desperately searching. Mm -hmm. I've tried this or I've gone here and I don't know their hearts, but that's been mine. I've tried this and gone here and nothing is satisfied. And I think the disciples had the same mind. So if, okay, if he's not here, we've got to, we need the spirit. And obviously Mm -hmm. we're moving into acts and this is how this works at Pentecost and, and forward. And I just, I love the desperation there. And, uh, I think sometimes in our world, we think we can handle it. Mm. Or I think, let's just be honest in my (laughs) own world. I think, if I'm honest, I have what it takes to be able to tackle that problem and that problem and that problem. And Chelsea's a great reminder um, of you can't do it. Like, you're, my hope is not you as a husband. My hope is, is Jesus, and let's pursue him together. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Um, but just to actually learn to pray. Well, let's, but let's, let's think. Oh, and I'm going to get back to this learn to pray in a second. Um, let's think about the contrast. Okay. The two times in that six-week period— that Jesus left. The first time was at the cross, buried in the tomb, you know, tortured and executed. And the second time was the ascension. The first time, I can't imagine a more desperate moment yeah. than <clears throat> that day when, you know, the noonday sun goes black. And they run back to that room and lock themselves in that room. There is no story of them gathering in the same room and praying out right. of that desperation. Huh. They were fearful. They were terrified. Yeah. Yeah. And then he shows up in there. And then he shows them, which is <laughs> probably more terrified <laughs> yeah, at that point. Right. Um, but, but then, you know, 40 days later, 42 days later, um, somewhere in there. Ish. 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 He leaves again, this time, you know, like a cloud ascending into heaven. They go back to the exact same place, mm-hmm. but this time they go back continually united in prayer. After they had been given kind of, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, their marching orders. You know, yeah. you're going to receive the, the power, the indwelling of, of God himself and the Holy Spirit, and then you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And the weight of that drove them to prayer. Yeah. When, when you talk about, you know, so often we think we can do this stuff on, on, on our own. I, you're exactly right. We, I, I certainly do. And, and the times that I'm driven to prayer are out of desperation when it's just too heavy. I, I, can't, I can't take one more step. Yeah. The times I tend to forget it are when I know what the goal is. Yeah. When I, I read one, Acts 1.8... And it doesn't drive me to prayer. It drives me to a conference room with a whiteboard. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Um, and I'm going to figure out, you know, Jesus said we should do this, so now it's my job to figure out how to I do plan it. it. Yeah. That's, where, that's where so many of us tend to struggle. I feel like, in, yeah, in my own life, I, if something arises and it's within my giftings or something I think is within my wheelhouse of giftings, okay, I got it. I got it. I can knock that out. Sure. I can attempt, and I have like one or two giftings, and honestly, everything else I'm terrible at. But if I think that problem arises and it's in my gifting, I think I'm I can handle that. And it's only when I'm like, no, I'm out of my depth on that. But truly, if I'm honest, I'm out of my depth twenty four seven. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think too? I, I'm just trying to think back of I was thinking of when I experienced. God answering prayer for me. And mm. as a child, it was it's random. It was Ada Christensen uh, had a dog named Bo. Okay. Okay. Here's the story. My mom said, have you prayed? I wanted a dog. 
and we had no money. She's like, have you prayed about it? And so I prayed consistently for two years for a dog. Every night I was like, oh, mom, we got we to pray for a dog. So the story got told at my dad's Sunday school class. And there was a woman named Ada Christensen who was a um, homebound widow. She had a dog. She was needing to find a new home for it. But she'd heard about my story. So she called our house. And I happened to be walking through the room when my dad took the, the call. And I heard him. And, and he was like, a dog? And I was like, God answered my prayer. And he couldn't say no because, you know. <laughs> or, and did so, or did he? Or did he? We got Bo. And Bo was our first dog. And I just remember thinking and Anyway, all that to say, the Lord has reminded me of that. I wish I had that childlike faith still yeah. sometimes when I think like, what was I knew? I just prayed consistently, but it was that faith of, yeah. I think we forget that as we grow up, you mm. know, we forget to just trust him for that, you know? Sure. Anyway, I don't know about you guys. Do you remember things like that of like one of the first times that you guys experienced prayer? I think. Yeah, I think my the first thing that comes up, my dad is legally blind. Um, and so I remember in, in seventh grade, he was working at the board, now called Lifeway, um, mm, and, uh, and got this eye disease that just infiltrated both of his eyes, and he couldn't shoot baskets anymore. Couldn't shoot in the driveway, um, multiple surgeries, still legally blind at this point. And I remember that was the first dealings I really had with the Lord where we wrestled it, of like, Okay, I'm in seventh grade. I'm mad at you, but I prayed. And mm. it was just consistently, hopefully continually, as you talked about, going before the Lord. Now, I think the Lord really did humble me in so many yeah. ways. My ways are not your ways. Right. Yeah. My ways are higher than your ways. And I will do things through mm. your dad's infirmity mm. that you would never imagine. Yep. But you got to let me have my way with it. And that was the first, when I think about prayer, of like, that wrestling is, I'm mad at you, but I trust you, but I kind of don't trust you, but I'm this, and starting to just really, but the beauty of it was to me as a kid was he allowed me to have a conversation with him that was ongoing, and he didn't lightning bolt me to the ground for my (laughs) disobedience or my anger. He, it was a, he was just steadily shaping me into who he wanted me to be, and we're still there. Um, That was one of my first experiences with prayer, because that was the first thing I was so desperate of that I wanted dad to be healed so badly that, okay, I'm coming to you because Jesus, I know you're the only one that could do it, but I also know in your sovereignty, you're the, you're the one that allowed it. Like everything that comes into our hands is for, or into our lives is first passed through his hands. Right? right. So why? And to be quite honest in the Bible, we don't get a ton of those answers. Mm. Right. Um, but it's, a. Uh, it's interesting. It's just I trust him. I trust his track record. So I feel it, and gosh, it's so it's so beautiful. Um, yesterday, I had the option Sunday at church. I don't. When does this come out? Tonight. Oh well, there you go. So yeah, yeah, yesterday. You're good. It's called real real time. Yeah. We did it. Are we are we live? Yeah. <laughs> um, just thing on. <laughs> um, I. I, I I went round and round and round about giving practical handles yep. to how to pray. Because so often that's where people really struggle. That's where I struggle. Yeah. It's like, where, what, do I, you know, what do I do now? You yep. say I need, to, I need yep. to pray. Tell me how. The disciples, that's the yeah. one thing they ask. Teach yep. me how to pray. Yep. <clears throat> and, and I decided to not hmm. give any sort of practical handles. Um, 
you're right. A lot of these answers the Bible doesn't give us, and I think that's by design. Yep. Because it's not a textbook. It's not a reference book. Right. We treat it that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's neither of those things. It's the living Word of God, and it drives us back to Him. It reveals His character. Yep. It, all of these things, but at the same time, if it is just this reference book, then we can say, oh, okay, how do I Here's pray? I'm going to do okay. these things. Here's the template. Okay, cool. You know, I got that. I'm going to memorize yeah. that chapter, yeah. and now I know how to pray. <laughs> and so I don't need to worry about it anymore because I know the magic words. Yeah. As opposed to, like in your prayers, this beautiful idea of wrestling with God and questioning God yeah. and, and even bringing our frustrations, and I don't understand. I'm asking yeah. you for this one thing, yeah. and, and you're not going to give me this one thing, and you're the God of the universe. Yeah. yeah. Like with a snap of your fingers, it's done. Yeah, you but touch, why touch not? your cloak and it's fixed, right? Mm. And uh, yeah. But what it does, if if the idea is intimacy with your Creator, if it was just this, you know, um, you know, benevolent king yeah. or the wizard behind the curtain or yeah. whatever, uh, you know, a genie in a bottle, mm-hmm. and you just had to say the right words and you were going to yep. get what you wanted. Yep. If that's what prayer was, there is no intimacy there. Yep. Yeah. I, we talk about this. You, you brought it up. You brought up the Lord's Prayer. And the more and more I study the Lord's Prayer, Tremper Longman goes on to say it, it's how you should pray, not what you should pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I took that. I was like, oh, my goodness. I remember going up to Notre Dame. Uh, big Vandy fans. Go Doors. Um, we went up to Notre Dame for the Vandy-Notre Dame game years ago. Yep. And if you've ever watched the movie Rudy. Was, was that the, say, was that the Todd Yoder Dame? Todd, Todd Yoder. Yoder was here in Nashville. That that was that was Notre Dame comes here. I think uh, okay. I was I was a little I kid. Gotcha. You you were probably if you were just a few years older. <laughs> just a just few. A few. Well, you're not that much That's older right. than me. Um, but Yoder had a good game. We barely lost that game to Notre Dame at home at Vandy that year. I think Lou Holtz was still the coach there. But we drove up to Notre Dame what three years ago now. Shermer's the quarterback. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll never forget it. They watching Rudy. They do the Lord's Prayer in the locker room like. Like even the, the football team that I helped chaplain, we we do that as well. Sure, um, the boys lead it, and so Notre Dame now with all the technology, they pipe in the Lord's Prayer from the locker room to the stadium in the pregame, hmm. and it's just it's fantastic. And and I think there's folks that get it and they're going, this is what you should or how you should pray, not what you should pray. Mm. Uh, but it, it's not a an exact list of what to right. do necessarily. It's just here is the attitude and the heartbeat behind. Mm-hmm a heart that is focused on Jesus. And even walking away from that game, I was like, okay, that's a really neat way to put it. But like Jesus was so serious about his time alone with the Father that it just became the hallmark of his early mornings. And um, I've got to get to that point where it's that rich in the morning before. Yeah, whenever that happens yeah, for us. That's awesome. Okay, so we talked a little bit about this before we went live. Um, but you mentioned phrase that we both had to Google. Why do we tend to approach prayer as quid pro quo? So I didn't, you just told me that apparently that is not a common phrase. Say it five times fast. (laughs) Quid pro quo? You're doing great. I can't say it. Doing great. There it is, but I did Google it. Okay. It could just be my educational system. I'm not sure. I just thought it was. I thought it was a part of just it regular is. English Darryl vernacular. Maybe they teach this at Belmont. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's not like, at SPU apparently. It's um. I have it's, no idea. My alma mater. It's Latin. It's Latin for essentially this for that is the oh. way it would re- roughly translate. Okay. Did, not, did you know that? This is why we brought him on. <laughs> so good. That uh, didn't come up here. in Google either. Yes. In Google, it said where I wrote it down. It said not this for that. It doesn't matter. 
Anyway, continue. Expected in return for something. Okay, this for that. <laughs> there there it go. is. So far, you, you, you've, you've asked about quid pro quo, but are you? is there a specific I'd question I'd like about to it? hear yes, okay. why we tend to approach prayer as oh, quid pro yes. quo. That's right. That's right. This for that. that. Well, so, I mean, there's a, there's lots of reasons as, as to why. And I think what it boils down to is we overestimate our own capacity and our own contribution, and we underestimate who God is and His capacity. And so oftentimes we approach this this conversation with our Creator um, as an opportunity to, to prove what we've done for Him. Hmm. Look, look at all these things that I've done. Look at these plans that I've had. Look, look at everything that I've sacrificed. Um, therefore, Here's my list of demands. Yeah. Yeah. Like because yeah. I've done yeah. this, yep. you should do that. That's the that's kind of this quid quid pro quo yep. type situation. So often that is the way we approach we approach prayer. Or we'll we'll run out ahead of God and we'll say, Okay, God, I've made all these plans. You know, let me show you my whiteboard. Um, let me show you my OKRs. Yep. Let <laughs> me show you, you know, my my, my smart, measurable goals yep. and and the things that I've done. And this is the way that I'm gonna reach Jerusalem. Mm. Or Judea or Samaria or the ends of the earth. This is the way I'm going to be a disciple that makes disciples. This is the way I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing. And so if you could go ahead and kind of put your stamp of approval on that, yeah. I've got everything Bless else taken this. care of. Mm-hmm. Um, which you don't see any of that yeah. in, in Acts 1. Hmm. You know, in, in, in 12, 13, 14, uh, after, you know, they're, they're standing there staring at the heavens, <laughs> um, Mouths agape, and the angels are like, "Why are you still? You know, okay. it's time. Yeah. You know, it's time to skedaddle." Step one is, I have no idea what we're supposed to do. Yeah. The yep. only thing I know is is we need to sit together and pray. Mm. So it's a it really is a beautiful picture. The foundational aspect of prayer, as opposed to the um, transactional aspect mm-hmm. that we also yeah. often bring to prayer. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, less or programmed so. maybe in some ways. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I think the think there is a I think there's a reason that we don't know what they prayed in that room. Yeah. yeah, because if we did, every single quarterly staff meeting would start with that exact same prayer. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, it's it's one thing to have like a prayer list, right? These are sure. the things I'm praying for, right. but I, but like you're saying, um, not to whiteboard it out, right? Yeah. It's not it's not, and and, and please don't Whiteboards don't hear me say that we shouldn't plan, we shouldn't strategize, yeah, yeah. we shouldn't have, um, you know, conference rooms and whiteboards. I love whiteboards, mm-hmm. and, and certainly don't hear me say that we shouldn't have ha- have our prayer list, right. Our reminders, all of these different things. It's just the formulaic aspect of it. When it becomes kind of a Harry Potter magic spell, if I can say the exact <laughs> right words with the exact right incantation in the exact right order, then it's going to work. Yeah. Well, prayer working, when prayer works, it brings you into a more intimate relationship with your Heavenly Father. Yeah. Like that is prayer working. Yep. Your prayers about your Father yeah. is a beautiful example of prayer working mm-hmm. yeah. and there's nothing formulaic about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
Well, and moving into that, you t- and it brings people together too. Yeah. It's that unity. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned, uh, I hadn't thought about this, who was in the room yeah. when it talks about um, that they were unified. Yeah. And so as they were Which praying, that's a miracle in and of itself. Right. That so talk a little bit about knuckleheads. Do you remember unified. some of the, the people that were in the room? Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you had the 11 remaining disciples. Yeah. Um, and, and, and those guys from various walks of life, um, various ideologies, various backgrounds. The two I always think of, and I, and I believe I used them yesterday, that are on opposite ends of the spectrum of kind of your Matthew and Simon the Zealot. <laughs> um, the fact that they could be in any room together yeah. without killing each other <laughs> is is pretty shocking but but the fact that they could experience any sort of unity together yeah. is miraculous in and of itself right. you know you have mixed genders you have men and women you had um the the family of jesus that have rejected him for so mm-hmm. long as the messiah just wanted him to come back home um so many different reactions in that previous 40 days post-resurrection and yet all of that they were unified in their one desire to yeah. to be with jesus to, to be with each other, and their their absolute belief that Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus had been crucified, resurrected from the dead, and ascended into heaven. And yeah. everything else melts away. There's an unbelievable unity in that that we just don't experience yeah. very often. It's we hard. Should, we, should, we totally should. It is so hard to hate someone you are actively praying with. Yep. Yes. Like it's 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 really hard to to have any sort of um feeling like that towards people you're praying for. It's almost impossible to have a feeling like that for someone you're praying with. Mm-hmm. It, the <laughs> unity that that brings in a room like that. And yet, you know, we're we're way more concerned with what divides us than yeah. with what unites us. It's good. Anything from yesterday that you didn't get to say that you want to say today? Yeah, there was a there was a lot um, that kind of got left on the cutting room floor, and and a part of that is just um, preaching a series instead of preaching a, an individual sermon. Yep. So I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit yesterday, which so much. It's, the five months we're going to spend in Acts is going to focus so much on the Holy Spirit as it should. Yep. Certainly these first four weeks, the foundational aspects of, of the Holy Spirit. But because we talked about it last week, mm-hmm. and then next week as we get into Pentecost, we're going, to, we're going to talk so much about the Holy Spirit again. I had a lot I wanted to talk about the presence of the Spirit in that room mm. um, that, that I really didn't get a chance to get into. That was, that was, but that's stuff that I get to push a little bit to this, this coming week. There you week. go. No spoilers. Mm. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. You did say, I, this was helpful for me too, a lot of what you shared, but I liked how, just as we're wrapping it up, yeah. um, I liked how you, you talked about what came after um, Jesus talking, teaching them how to pray. Yeah. And just, you summed it up really well. I know it's in scripture, but just those three <laughs> words. Um, oh, oh, in Luke 18. Yeah. That's right. 
Um, yeah, the, the, you put the me on the spot. The knock, seek, and knock, ask. Knock, seek. I was yeah. going to say, look, yeah. Knock, yeah. seek, and so ask. So good. Exactly. I just thought that was helpful. Well, to... and again, that goes back to the, the heart with which we pray that you were talking about, yeah. Garrett, mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to this, this is not, this is how we should pray, not yeah. what we should pray. Yeah. And, and Jesus immediately follows up mm-hmm. the Lord's prayer with this, with this idea of, yeah. you know, ask, seek, knock. Yeah. Waking um, up in the middle of the night, asking for bread, right? Yep. And yep. persistent. And I it's, love that. It's beautiful. I love yeah. that. So. And if, you, if you want a dog named Bo, that's all you got to do. Listen, I do pray for other things other than just, but that's the first example. Yeah. He has such a beautiful example of his dad. I'm going to walk away with just, Co- I pray for a dog named Bo. When you said that, Keller has a quote, <laughs> and I, I wrote it down. It says, the only person who dares wake up a king at 3 a.m. for a glass of water is a child. Mm. Oh. We have that kind of access. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I think so many times in my own life, I would pray continually if I actually believed that access to him was real and that he wasn't frustrated with me. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a, your sermon was a huge reminder of that. Well, and that's the bottom line. I know you said we were going to close out, but I'm assuming we will at We some can point. do whatever. The bottom line is we don't believe in prayer. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we just, we just don't. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't believe it works. We don't believe it's effective. If we believe prayer, what we is, what we be- say it is. Yeah. If we believed prayer was what we said it was. How's that? Yeah, that, 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 works. that worked. Yeah. <laughs> we, would, we would pray constantly. Mm-hmm. Without, like, thing. literally. Without, absolutely. Yeah. We would be carving everything else out. Like, if we believed so we had access to the king, yeah. would you not be in that throne room all the time. And there's some things that have to be cut out. Yep, just to make room for that. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Yeah. Yep. This is why the hearing of the word is so incredibly important. Yeah. Yep. Because it goes back to I, I think I can do this. Yeah. I don't say that out loud, but the way sure. that I live would signify that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We we believe in ourselves much more so than we believe in prayer. Yeah. Like, how many times have you uttered the phrase? All we can do is pray. <laughs> right? Just pray. And and when we say that, we don't mean that's the most effective thing. We mean we can't we do anything yet. real. We tried it all. Yeah. Um, there's nothing I can actually do to help. Yeah. Yep. So I guess just pray. That's the best I got. When that should be the, the first thing, yeah. the absolute first thing. But I got it. Yep. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. That's we'll keep good. the conversation going. Uh, if you're watching at home, which is my guess, wherever you are, hit the subscribe button. Um, follow along with us wherever that button is located on your desktop. Uh, subscribe. We're going to keep these rolling out. If you missed last week, go back to it. Jump on board. Uh, obviously, this goes out really, really soon. And then we'll yeah. follow up with another one next week. But thank you for joining us. Dave, thank you for joining us. You can see Y'all his sermon, awesome. Church at Lachlan Springs. Mm-hmm. Check that out online <laughs> and uh, join the conversation. Have a great day.